What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of your first place in the world, Toronto Maple Leafs. What's up, everybody? This is Leafs Edition 20... What are we? 2021, number three. I am joined via technology with my man, my bud, my broski, Mr. Ball Walker. We break down the month of February for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh my God, if you're a Leaf fan, how could you not enjoy the month of February? Only two losses in the month. Come on now. I know it's the shortest month of the year, but let us have this. We've suffered for so long. All right, with that being said, this is Leaf Edition, and I got good news on the horizon. We're going to come at you more frequently because the Leafs are too hot not to. The season is ramping up, the teams are picking up, and this calls for more action. So, Ba and I have decided we're going to do this bi-monthly, and I haven't told him yet, but I'm also going to sprinkle in a Jays edition. That's right, baby, spring training is here. Let's go! Oh my god, can you tell that I'm excited? This is so much fun. Go Leafs, go. Let's yell it, let's make sure they hear it all over. Go Leafs, go. Let's do this. Now, small disclaimer. This was recorded before the Leafs beat the Oilers again, 3-0. So, yes, Bob and I talk about how much fun the win was when Jack Campbell was in net, but as well, I think you just carbon copy for the next game too, uh, and replace Jack Campbell with Michael Hutchinson, who gets his first shutout in the Leafs uniform this time around. Amazing stuff. Um, with that being said, on with the show, no more to say. Let's do this. Let's go, baby. Go Leafs. Go. And lovers of the best team in the NHL, the Toronto Maple Leafs. I'm joined across the technology highway with the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Ball Walker. What's up, baby? I am fucking fired up to be here, El Jefe. Thank you for having me. Let's go, baby. Let's go. First place. First place. In the world, number one, baby. Um, before we start, I need you to do some commentary because I poured myself a couple little sippy sippies and I want you to document it. Here we go. Okay, there's one. There's the hit. Oh, and the shot. The second shot. Oh, it's getting rough. Oh, he blew out the smoke finally after two shots and a third shot to polish off. Holy shit. Let's go. <laughs> man, I thought I was fired up. I just made the uh, Ryan Ginger here. Well, my man, I got to tell you, oh, man, it is fucking going already, man. That sure hit my system. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, you think? <laughs> Listen, Bob, baby, I've been so excited for this pod. We got so much to cover, and we've, we've been shooting texts. Like, we're good buddies, but we're not, like, best buddies. But we're shooting texts every game, being like, oh, my God, I can't believe this call. What's going on with this guy? Like, We've been doing basically this pod for a month via text during games. Yeah, and you know what? Going into last night, I'm like, we've got a pod tomorrow. I know Matthews is out. Let's do the show with a win. And the Leafs deliver for the second time against Edmonton without Matthews. For the second time. Let, let, I mean, we can we can start with injuries, but I feel like we got time for that. We got to break down some other things. Um, first off, in the month of February, they had twelve games, a beautiful record of eight two and two. Yeah, 18, I love it. Eighteen points. I mean, you. I mean, really, and I'm not. These losses aren't blowout losses either. So I feel good about the losses, even though they're a loss. 
you know, more than anything, El Jefe, we're not blowing leads. Well, one, one important yeah, one. Trust me, I, I, saw, I saw all the comments too. Everybody was quiet for a whole week. And then as soon as that happened, they were right in that group chat. It was pretty oh, fun. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> listen, this, this, we forgot to dedicate this podcast. This podcast goes out to all the haters. They hate us because they ain't us. We've said that Kyle, Neil, Aaron, any (laughs) other motherfuckers who want some, come get some. You, you, you hate us because you ain't us. Yeah, peanut butter and jelly right there. Peanut butter. Fantastic month, though. Fantastic month. We kept in first place. We did blow that one, like you said, but otherwise, strong performances and everybody that we need to be firing up is pretty much firing up. We're, I mean, we're glossing over it a lot because we just came off a big win against the second-place yeah. team in the North and the third-place team in the league. Uh, when you shut out – now, Edmonton, Edmonton, we said this from the beginning, they're going to be contenders because, because they got the best player or maybe one of the best players in the world on their team. And then they got a top-10 player in the world also on their team, and they happen to play pretty well with each other in Dreisaitl and McDavid. But when you can blank a team for nothing – when they they're also on a very similar hot streak that the Leafs are on, like Leafs eight two and two in the in the, in the month. I th- I think Vancouver. Uh, I'm sorry. I think Edmonton was seven whatever one and whatever 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 it was. But they were also on their streak as well. So you shut down a hot team with your backup goalie. I'm in. Yeah, I just feel bad for fans last night because they had to do a Toronto Edmonton game without Matthews and McDavid. <laughs> yeah, he was a ghost. Yeah, on he the was offense go- and the defense. You know that you know that meme where like Wolverine's looking at the photo, wishing it was him. <laughs> He's looking at the Toronto, just wishing. Man, they they I remember so much about McDavid's draft day. He's wearing the blue and white tie, thinking that Toronto there's a good chance Toronto's going to get him, and it, it never panned out that way. But could you even imagine, Jesus? Yeah, no kidding. Uh, I can't even go there because at least we have Matthews who is an absolute stud. We didn't even need him last night because we've got Marner. We've got Willie shout out. Fuck you, Steve Simmons. It's going to be a running theme of this episode. <laughs> oh, baby. Oh, ba- add Steve Simmons to the Kyle's and the Neil's and the Aaron's of the world because we come to get you, baby. Oh, We're locked and loaded. Don't insult your buddies like that. That's Steve true. Simmons, That's a good point. The lowest denominator out there. I We're going to get there. We're going to get there. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about some of these big headlines this month. Matthews on an absolute tear. AM 3-4. Bang, 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 bang. Baby. Oh, my God. 18 goals, 13 assists, 31 points. First in the NHL for goals. Second in the NHL for power play goals. And third in the NHL for points. Mamma mia. I tried to be modest with our predictions at the start. Because I'm a Leaf fan, and I know our expectations can get ahead of ourselves. And even I was saying he's going to be a stud. You thought it was going to be more than that, and he's hitting that. I, he might do 50 and 50. Who knows? That is a tough feat to perform, but Matthews is the first Leaf player I ever felt in my lifetime that could actually do this. And I was pretty young for Dougie. I'm not saying that. I was five years old for 93. Right. Oh, I'm actually wearing the 93 today. I saw you that. Know, I shirt, saw that. jersey, baby. Um, going old school, retro flip. Um, okay, so Matthews on fire this month. I mean, to be honest, Marner right behind him, also on a bit of a tear. Leading the team in points. You know, that, and it's that's beautiful, 
But I mean, over, obviously overshadowed. If if Matthews wasn't there, Marner would be, you know, he wouldn't he wouldn't pay for a meal in the city at all. So I think it's pretty incredible. Um, so Matthews, hands down on fire. Um, one thing that I really want to talk about too is the injury bug this month has been horrible for the Leafs. You know, you have Simmons on long term. You um, Campbell just returned last night. Uh, you know, it's been like a month since he'd been on the ice for the Leafs. Um, Muzzin, I was surprised he didn't lose more time than he, he did playing with a fishbowl, looking like, you know, some evil villain in a Ninja Turtles movie. Like, you know, I'm pretty impressed with that. Um, and as mentioned, Thornton in and out of the lineup, uh, Hyman in and out of the lineup. I think there was a, about eight or nine injuries throughout the um, month of February to key players. I'm not talking about Sandine going down with an injury. We're talking top six guys going down. Yeah, and to add to that, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry, uh, Jack Campbell didn't practice today, and he looked a little iffy in the third period last night, where he was kind of struggling to get up once or twice. I saw, so not. I'm not going to read into that. I'm just saying that's what I read. He didn't practice today. It was Hutchinson, Wall, and Anderson did some light practice, but you're right. Before this month, the Leafs were pretty fortunate for injuries. But it hit us hard, like you said. So we're finally starting to get the guys back. We obviously missed Simmons. The guy had five goals before he went down. Yeah. Um, so Spark we still missed plug. him. You yeah. Know. And, and, and we really missed the physical element that that's, that he brings to the team. I mean, great, like Muzzin too, but Muzzin isn't, isn't your guy who's going to be as active maybe as Simmons. Simmons is skating around the rink looking for a hit, you know? So, yeah, Muzzin... I'm not looking at Muzzin to to fight and answer the bell necessarily. Like, I mean, he kind of did that, but he's not that player anymore. I want what he did last night when the guy runs our goalie or runs someone, he's going into the pile to say something. I want to see that hard. That's what I yeah. expect Muzzin so that the team as a whole sends a message like, don't fuck with us anymore. But yeah, that's Simmons job and that's where we miss him. But, you know, guys like Thor and those guys, it's just, we need that physicality, that toughness, that presence on the ice. And that's what he brings. I agree. Um, I, th- I think the Leafs, considering they had this hot of a month with these injuries, it really shows a depth. Uh, you got guys like Jason Spezza stepping up. I mean, Spezzi with the hatcher, come on now. You know? Did you see 900. that? Yeah, did you see that video of the Edmonton player just on the bench? I think it was Archibald being like, did you see that shot? <laughs> no, I didn't. Like, they're amazed, this guy. Yeah, I, I'll take that any day. But a guy like Spezza, he sits at 950 points. You know, there's a good chance he gets another 15, maybe 20 points on the season. Um, and then, you know, he's in this, like, weird area. Like, if he signs again with Toronto, like, I can't imagine Toronto signing him to his third one-year deal. But you never know what could happen. And possibly getting 1,000 points in a Leaf Uni, I'd love to see it. I think it's slim. I don't think it could happen. But, you know, I'm, I'm on board for it if it does. Yeah. Um, you know what? I actually could see him coming back for another one-year contract. Um, because he said he was going to retire if someone claimed him off waivers. So it seems like right. whatever time he has left is going to be trying to get uh, the Leafs a cup until he just can't play anymore. So I do see that happening. Right. You know who's you know who's been the surprise for me is Bogosian. Maybe save it for the studs and duds or the okay, studs okay. and buds. All right. Okay. Okay. You're right. Or the duds and buds. Wow. It's hitting. Okay. Okay. So okay. All right. So. Uh, one topic I wanted to touch on briefly is early in the season when teams jostle for the first with the first couple wins to hold first place, we saw the Leafs retain first place all month. 
How special is that for a Leaf fan? We haven't had that in a long, long time. Long, long time. First in the league's one thing. First in the division's one thing. First in the league's another thing. So, this, I mean, this feels really good. Yeah, I'm going to try not to get ahead of myself, but you brought up such a great point. As a Leaf fan, what that means is there is a lot of time left in this season. So keep that in mind. But yes, like I said before, besides that one lead we dropped, it's been fantastic. I feel a confidence in this Leaf team I haven't felt in a while. I like it. Okay, let's talk about goaltending. Um, it, it's been the major storyline all month, aside from injuries um, and Nylander. But it's been such a crazy whirlwind when it comes to injuries. Campbell goes down initially. You have to ride Anderson for, I think it was like six or seven games in a row. Yeah, I think get, so. Yeah, he gets a rest. Hutchinson comes, uh, sorry, gets hurt, takes a couple games off, takes about a week, uh, 10 days off, give or take. Hutch comes in, goes two and one. Well, actually, what was it? One, 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 and one. But, um, you know, he plays okay. I don't think the Toronto team played. I don't think they played with confidence in front of Hutch, and I've seen we've seen this last couple of years with the Leafs. If their starter isn't in, they're not really the team. The team. When Anderson is in, there's that confidence there. They really trust him, even though I think he's had a, a pretty below average season. Um, I don't think the Leafs play the same way in front of Michael Hutchinson that they did like Jack Campbell last night. They really wanted that win for Jackie. And then obviously the way that they play uh, in front of Anderson. Yeah, I, I think the confidence in front of Jack Campbell is what it was with Curtis Mack. Like I, there's a real confidence to that backup goaltender. But 100%, you're right with Hutchinson. There is not that confidence. Um, Hutchinson can hold his head up high. I mean, he didn't play great, but we kept first place. So he did his job technically. I mean, he did, it was kind of, I, I'm not going to say amateur goaltending, but if he was our backup goaltender and we didn't have Campbell, I would be worried if Freddie ever went down. With Jack, I'm, I mean, we need Freddie. There's no, I'm not saying we don't need Freddie. That's all right. But I have more, obviously, more faith in Campbell than I do Hutchinson. But Hutchinson did his job. Like I said, we kept first place. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, we didn't even expect Hutch to get any games. You know, and when we started the season, he was fourth in the depth, depth chart. You know, Anderson, you got Campbell. Then you had, we had Aaron Dell, and then Hutch was there. And then Wall was right behind him. Like, it wasn't even like there was much. You wanted him to get those reps in the AHL. I get it. But we didn't expect Hutch to get any games. And he got three games so far, which is crazy because Aaron Dell hasn't even played three games for the New Jersey Devils, New Jersey. one game for the Devils. Yeah, so it's like we, we, he he could have he would have been playing more games for the Leafs than anyways. Whatever it is, what it is, I'm not gonna get too hung up on that. That's a good problem to have. That your third on the depth chart goalie is getting you wins. Yeah, they tried as hard as they could to keep Dell up and try to get him to avoid waivers, and teams try to sign somebody else. So they did their best, but like I said, Hutchinson is serviceable. I. I don't know. I never really had the confidence in Dell. I mean, I saw him play before and it was nothing special. So I don't understand why he'd be that much better than Hutchinson with Campbell. That's the one, like I said, he didn't practice today. That's what I'm focusing on for goaltending. Freddie, we need you back, but we need you for playoffs more the way this team's playing. We got to prove something because you know, at the end of this season, everybody's going to say, Oh, North is the weakest division. Doesn't matter. Win a series. And it's true. So we need Freddie. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, the Leafs are doing what they can. 
there's definitely a different reputation with this team. They're not the, they're not the team with a third period collapse. Granted, it's happened, but I'm going to say this. When you have a system, regardless if it's on the ice or if it's in a fucking bakery, if you have a system of doing things and there is a clog, it's, it's not going to run normally. And that's what happened. That, that big game against, that big game against uh, the Senators where the Senators came back, that's what happened. The Leafs didn't play their game. There was a clog in the system. Things didn't happen, and the Leafs lost that game. And you know what? They deserve to lose that game because you can't give up five goals. Yeah, and I forget who I heard it from too, but someone made a great point that, you know, even though Ottawa is the shittiest team, they're going to come out and try their hardest against the Of course they are. So they're going to play above their level against us. So we need to bring it. We can't just underestimate them uh, in this North division. Brady Kachuk, one of the most punchable faces in the league. I want Simmons back. If not the world. Yeah, with all the phallic, just like chewing on his mouth guard. It's very frustrating. Unfortunately for the Toronto media, the Leafs are the best team in this division, and it's hard for them to find insults or way to subvert expectations for this team when we're playing so well, even though they try so hard to always find something wrong with this team. Perfect segue, my man. Let's let's move right into it. The Nylander story, the other big hot headline of the month. I mean, I didn't think Nylander was playing that bad. Then world, like world garbage person Steve Simmons releases the um, IKEA front page IKEA how to put this together uh, bullshit Toronto Sun cover, uh, and it really though it was like a light switch. All of Toronto is like, you know what? Nylander is shit. Uh, Nylander is pretty garbage. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't really want to play. He wants to be somewhere else. Blah blah the, the contract. Blah blah blah. I thought last month Nylander had a very good month. Him, Tavares, they, I mean, Tavares, I think he had four or five goals within the first couple of games for the Leafs. I thought that line was working pretty well. Now, fast forward a, a month's time, that line is, is held together by Band-Aids. But Nylander isn't, doesn't seem to be the problem. Nylander is, is, is red hot again after having a three, point in, three points in two games standoff you know I, I think he i think he's answered the bell of a lot of the critics but nevertheless a lot of people just they because i think some things come easy to him people think he's not trying yeah the problem with willie is because when he's nonchalant lackadaisical whatever you call it and it looks like he doesn't have that second gear he's not giving the effort he's a lightning rod for people to be frustrated at when things don't go well because if he's on the ice and the other team scores, you can see him because he's floating. So, yeah, when he's off his game or the defensive aspects of his game that he's not great at, it looks bad. But you're right. Willie was doing fine. If anything, on that line, I thought Tavares looked really slow, even though he was playing well defensively and face-offs and contributing here and there. I thought he was the weaker one out of the two. But Steve Simmons is just, you're just scraping the bottom of the barrel trying to get this Willie stuff. Like I said, he's a lightning rod, so it's easy to pick on him, and you're going to get these Joe from the bridge guys that'll just agree with you. But it's bullshit. And and for like a major media newspaper, the Toronto Sun, to have that as their front page of your hometown team is a joke. Yeah, um, let's not let's not also forget what that cover looks like. And if you guys haven't seen it, just Google it. It'll take you ten seconds. The caption above it is a murderer saying. He'll kill again. Then below it has fucking Willie Nylander 
I mean, he looks like a trans- transgender person. He's not killing anybody. He's soft on the ice. He's soft in real life. The guy's a slice of prosciutto. It's going to be what it's going to be. I just I had a hard time dealing with that. We're going to get to that that shitbag Steve Simmons pretty soon. Um, there are there are a couple more points I want to bring up and want to get your opinion on the lineup scramble. I sent you a text message. I think it was one of the Ottawa games, being like, "What the fuck is going on with this lineup?" You had Tavares bouncing around. You had Nylander. You had Barabanov high in the lineup. Kerfoot all over the place. Like some of these lineups. I, I get show show and keeps got got to figure out things, but this line just looked wacky. Ba, give me your take. So Barabanov, I don't know whatever that guy's doing, but invisible on the ice. I I don't care. I mean, not to be too mean, but if he won't go down to the Marlies at some point, then he's going to have to go back to the K. Then fine, failed experiment. He's not making it up, but he's not. I mean, yeah, sure. Try to get him on the second line producing. I guess I didn't think. That third line of Mikheyev, Engvall, and Hyman last night. I wasn't happy with Hyman being sent down, but did that line work? So I get your frustration sometimes with this Leaf lineup, and you're wondering what Keefe's doing. But then there are times where it works beautifully, and yep. there are yep. seeing Matthews like last night, where the lineups make sense because, yeah, you get a weak point on a strong line like Barabanov, even though the team played well. But that third line turned into a great line with chemistry. Mikheyev's so fast. That guy has a scoring bug. I have him in fantasy, so I hope he overcomes it. But Hyman contributes in ways that just the nitty-gritty. I love Hyman more than anything. And Engvall, yeah. who's one of my dad's favorites and always raves about him. I mean, that guy looked great last night. He did. I mean, there's been games where I thought Mikheyev... Sorry. Uh... Mikheyev, I thought for sure he was going to net a couple goals. He's been buzzing, like you said. I love the way this guy skates. This guy skates, you can hear him outside of the arena. It's, he's just got this mean cut through, through the, the yeah. skate through the ice. I do enjoy it. He's a big body, too. I, I, and I think this guy's putting it together. I really want to see this guy in a Leaf uniform for a while. I think this guy could have a great five- or six-year career with the Leafs. And I hope he does, because the soup man is a, is a fan favorite. Engvall... For most of the month of February, I was wondering why he was, he was even playing because it didn't seem like anything was happening. You're right. Last night, he was wonderful. He played incredibly well. The defensive game on him is great. The speed of which I saw last year, I haven't seen it much, and I don't know why. Um, and then Hyman, uh, the jump of Hyman. I mean, this guy, is, is he not your number one team player? This guy will play the first line, play the third line, power kill puck to the face puck to the ankle puck to the dick whatever it is the guy's gonna take you for the team this guy i'm so nervous at the end of this year when his contract's up because i think he's a four or five million dollar kind of guy i absolutely agree there are teams that are willing to pay for that yeah he's a heart and soul guy like that's why he's a fan favorite you're right because when the playoffs, when you're all imagining the shot and that player blocking it to win you the cup, I can see Hyman doing that. Mm, like, yeah. he just puts his body in front of everything. If he stays with the Leafs, it's because he wants to win a cup with the Leafs. And I think there yeah. might be a bit of a pay cut because I could totally see, I'm not saying they have the cap space, I'm just saying a team like Boston, the Rangers, or someone like yeah. that being like, oh, we need that guy right now with our superstars. Let's get him. Yeah, it's like, oh, I would, I would hate to lose him and he go to the East. I'd be very frustrated. 
You know, it, in here, I mean, this is going to be a total homer dream, but if the Leafs win the Cup this year, I can see them walking away from a guy like Hyman just because goal achieved. Now they can they can fill that gap or save that cap space or whatever because he's expendable. But you're right. I agree. You agree. Like I'm wearing a Doug Gilmore t-shirt jersey right now. That grit and grind kind of guy is my kind of guy. So I'm a fan, but I can see I can see him being expendable. But that's not what we're here to talk. We're here to talk about the good times. Um, okay, so let's let's do buds versus duds, and then I want to do standings, and then I want to talk about the slime of the world. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, is he going over Simmons? No, you're keeping. <laughs> okay, all right. So first of all. Buds versus duds. This is where Ba and I break down our three favorite and our three not so favorite kids. I mean, Toronto Maple Leaf players. Okay, do you want me to go first? Yeah, if you want, go for it. I think it's probably going to be the same guy. Yeah, okay, so we'll start with Buds. Yeah. Uh, and it's going to be Zach Bogosian to start for me. Wow, okay. He, he's been so great for what I thought. I mean, I know he won the cup last year, but from the healthy scratches I had seen of him, the move around the teams near the end, just the dad bod. I didn't know, man. I had yeah. no idea, but he has been solid. And I wanted to start off with a shout out to a, a lesser known guy on our team. Cause he quietly does his job. And I think when a defenseman is quiet, that is underrated. Yeah. When you're well, right I, in, he's quiet. Mm. I like it. And Bogo is he, for me, he's one of those guys where great. I thought it was a great pickup. Signed, signed for like a million and a half. I thought great pickup, and he seems to be worth every penny so far. No, and he's not a big, he's not a big um, giveaway guy. You don't see him giving away the puck a lot, but you definitely see him. You see him all over the ice. You see him skating quite a bit. His buck, his puck possession is pretty great too. So I'm on board for Bogo. I like it. Uh, my number one. I'm doing that A one A B kind of thing, or one A one B kind of thing. But Matthews Marner, number one for me, obviously, we already talked about how hot Matthews is. Um, the guys walk around with a 12-inch cock. Like, this guy is, <laughs> is the dream. Marner, that, he's got like an eight and a half, but it's girthy. He, you know, the guy has just been incredible. Bah! Stop blushing. He's just, he's been incredible. I, I've, been, I've been waiting for this connection with these guys for five years now, I'm so happy that it's here. And now that's I'm loving every second. So number one, Mitchie and Maddie, those are those are. I get it; it's a three tier thing, but those guys are top tier right now. Thank you. Yeah, it, it's obvious with those two. I mean, absolute studs. You and Melky, uh, your guys, your analogies and symbols. It's fantastic. Really. <laughs> Anything uh, to help you. Know? Yeah, Matthews. I mean, ever since that four goal game to start off the career, you knew he's something special. But he. He's turning into a top five player, top three potentially when, you know, Sid retires or like, I mean, he's an absolute star. And Marner, for all of us who doubted the contract, I mean, we all know he's sick. We knew it when he signed, but it was too much. We wanted him to take the hometown discount because that's what we all would have done because, you know, as amateurs, we actually know the situation. Right, obviously, yeah. But he's worth every dollar because if we win the cup, he is a major part of it. Yeah. Okay, Bob, give me your number two, uh, bud. So I'm going with Suitman. Yeah. We already mentioned him, and I'm going to give him a shout-out. Like I said, I know he has a scoring bug, but I love what you said about how hard he skates. He's always in there. I think he's, for this team, he can be put into the second line and be effective, which is a major compliment to him. And 
the way his big body, he doesn't take shit from anybody. I mean, he's not going to start anything. He's not mouthy. He's humble, but he doesn't take anything. And he's always in the dirty areas like Hyman. And we need more guys like that because we have to have a good cycle game. We have to do dumps. Like we have to use our speed. I agree, and the suit man, Mikheyev, is number three for me, so I'll just touch on the points that I really had about him, which was big body, he's always buzzing, but the one thing I really like, and Matthews does this, and McDavid burns the lease on this, is he's not afraid to carry the puck with speed through guys. And I really like that because a lot of the, a lot of coaching systems will push the puck to areas where no one is, but a guy like Matthews, a guy like Mikheyev, isn't afraid to do that. And you see that he'll take the puck right to somebody, try to get them tied up in their feet, try to get them tied on a transition and then beat them to the net. The guy's, the guy's probably going to end up with 20 goals. He's going to light up and get really, really hot and fucking fly. Let's go, baby. Yeah. That's, <laughs> this is such a fire up episode. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to give another shout out for a bud. And I've wanted to do this one. This one's my main one. Jason Spezza. Yeah, baby Spezzy. A former Ottawa Senator player, I never really? thought that would love. Because, you know what? Not that I ever hated him when he was on Ottawa, because I hated Alfie, and there were a bunch of other guys, Chris Neal, that I could throw my hate towards. He was quiet. He affected us a bit offensively. Then he went to Dallas. He was kind of off the radar for me. Okay, he's doing his thing with Ben Sagan, whatever. He's in the West. Who cares? Then this guy comes to Toronto, and all I hear is, it's his hometown team. He's always wanted to play for the Leafs. All right, I'm sold. League minimum, okay, bonus, why not? Fourth, third line, he's willing to contribute, and the man contributes. It's been two years now, and I'm willing to take on a third if he does the same contract. I, this guy's allowed on this Leafs team. Like He's a fan favorite now. Leafs yeah. legend, Jason Spencer, the way he's playing. Hands down, and you might have seen it. It was in the group chat this morning, but I mean, just imagine Jason Spencer's laugh when he's hoisting the cup. That is going to be the purest sound in the world. It's yeah. going to be like the first time you hear the Beatles, baby. It's just going to be, he's going to laugh. It's being clouds. Yeah, exactly. I, I love, I love Spezza. That's actually a fantastic pick, Ba. And, you know, we got to show love to Mississauga's own Jason Spezza. I watched him play for the, when I worked for the Ice Dogs, I watched him play. I, he was a big deal then when he got drafted by Ottawa. I was like, well, nice knowing you, buddy. And uh, I, I don't remember the Ottawa years, to be honest. I can't even picture him in a Sens uniform. So S my D, Neil, he sucks. <laughs> All right. Uh, my last bud is going to be uh, TJ Brody. I really felt yes. like for, yeah, I feel like the first month is really hard for him. In, in I almost chose him. Yeah. Chose. And I, I feel like he's in that spot. He, you know, he's, he's doing the same thing you were saying about Bogosian. You, you don't really notice him on the ice. He's doing a lot of little things. But, man... He's making Morgan Riley look amazing. <laughs> why didn't we get why, like why didn't why didn't we figure this out about Morgan Riley before? He needs a really like I mean we had a little bit with Hainsey, but this is like next. So this is like a guy his age bracket that can move the same way he can move, move it in synergy with them. I love it. I think TJ Brody, big, big, big bud for the month of February for me. Yeah, so Obviously, besides Austin Matthews, who's just the greatest player in my life to wear the Leafs, so he's my favorite player that way. Besides him is Captain Mo, who I thought should have gotten the C for this team, and I made that very clear. I love Tavares, but I thought Captain Mo put in his time that mm -hmm. he should have worn the C. And I feel like, from what I've heard, he's got a good uh, leadership in the locker room. Now, the reason I'm praising Mo is because 
This guy's entire career, which started when we were absolute garbage. All I've wanted was for him to have a solid defensive partner. I wanted someone like Giordano or a big body who would let him do his offensive thing. Barry didn't work out. Okay, The two offensive defender system didn't work out. Riley was injured. It just whatever. We bring in Brody, who I know is a good defenseman. I've heard great things. And I'm like, I don't know, man. It seems like more of the same of Barry, just a different guy. We're rolling the dice on, but same play style. I don't know if it's going to work out. Well, you nailed it. Absolutely quiet in the best way possible. I, I have confidence in our first line defenders. Riley looks great. Brody, every time he touches the puck now that I've started to notice him, it's a great pass into the Austin on the boards, down to Marner, because he's always playing uh, big minutes with the big guys. So Brody is an absolute bud this month. Good for him. I, I love, love that. He's I worth love it. the money. Yeah, hands down. <laughs> and this is, this is a great thing. I mean, they obviously figure the formula that works. I'm happy to see it. And, um, okay, let's finish off with the buds. Give me your last bud. Okay, well, so you took kind of took it with Brody. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah. So what I'm going to say, because now I'm just going to say it right here. I'm just okay. going to make it up. Jumbo Joe. Okay. Back not from not a bad call. Back from injury. Yep. Um, this Didn't guy. Yeah, Jumbo. He just seems like such a presence on the ice. Obviously, he's not fast enough. But he brings so many intangibles, and the way that that long-armed, long-stick bastard moves the puck around to the guys, I love it. They all love him. Matthews Marner go nuts anytime he does anything, a scoring and assist. Oh, my God. So you know he just – the team is just buzzing when he's buzzing. I, you know, I, I heard stories about Mitch Marner's father being in that case, and like you probably know like you're a little closer to the OHL game than I was, but – I think Mitch Marner is looking at at Joe Thornton like, Dad, did I do a good job? Was that a good pass? Did I score nicely, Dad? Like he's looking, they're looking for his approval, and I love it. And I love that he embraces it. He's like, Yeah, I'm old as fuck. Look, I got a Santa Claus beard. You know, I got gray pubes, whatever it is. But like, I'm in to win. Let's go, baby. So I'm happy that Joey's doing a good job. Uh, Jumbo, I'm in. I love it, Jumbo. He's taking the Patty Marlowe daddy role. Yeah. So uh, just to recap, uh, the standings in the north, as we left it uh, when I wrote this this morning, was the Leafs in first, Oilers in second, Jets uh, in third, Canadians in fourth, Flames in fifth, Canucks and Sens battle for the bottom. Um, we also did a prediction last month, and I fucking nailed it. I almost I went up per, up almost perfect 100%, hit 80%. Besides two. Yeah, besides two, which was a, a Calgary and Jets. I had them the other way around. Um, you had first and last, which is, hey, I'll take it because you pick the Leafs to be in first and you pick the Sens to be in last. That's a win in my books anyways. Yeah, you know what, though? <laughs> I'm trying to like, oh, man, I'm close. There's only seven teams, really. So how close could I actually be with <laughs> two? I overestimated the Flames. Didn't think they implode the way they did. I did know Montreal is as shit as they are. Hilarious. All the shit talking, even from the pundits, that they are going to be a top team and their coach is fired. So good job, yeah. Montreal. I knew they'd so be bottom there. Vancouver's overrated, doesn't have the goaltending. Alex Edler looks like possibly the worst defenseman I've ever seen on the ice. <laughs> and Toronto was playing them. That guy gave up the puck so much, did stupid penalties. It's a joke. I'd be calling for his head. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting what happens after this Edmonton series for the Leafs. What yeah. happens in Vancouver? I'm so curious. 
Well, the big thing too is if Edmonton had won all three games for playing against us, I think they would have been tied with us or just a point or two behind. Like it would have made the standings really fucked. So the fact that we won last night is huge because now no matter what, even if Edmonton wins the next two games, which they won't because the Leafs are that good, but nobody's going to catch us either way. Yeah, I, I think the North is a runaway division for the Leafs this year. It's theirs to lose, barring even if Matthews is prolonged out of the lineup. I think even with Matthews out of the lineup, this team's dangerous. I think the only way the Leafs falter is if they keep go, Yeah, I think that these have issues with goaltending. Um, okay, so the other thing I wanted to point out were was the Leafs, uh, not only first in their division, first in the league. I want to do the top 10 in the league. I want you to tell me if this is a surprise for you because I think it's a surprise for me. Leafs at number one, Panthers at number two, Oilers at number three, Lightning at four, Blackhawks at five, Jets at six, Hurricanes at seven, Bruins at eight, Caps at nine, and uh, Vegas Golden Knights at 10. Round up your top 10 in the league. Yeah, so the two big surprises for me, first off, and because I have this guy in fantasy and he's absolutely cleaning up, Patty Kane in Chicago. They're not going to be able to keep this up. I don't believe Chicago will with missing uh, Taves and I'm forgetting the young guy who just played for Canada. I, I'm mm. anyway. Yeah. Uh, so Patty Kane, I, I think he's still going to light up the best American besides Austin right now in the game. And then obviously Florida in their division. Nobody thought Florida. I mean, <clears throat> they haven't played as many games. Those retro jerseys, Florida, are some of the nice, only nice ones in the league. Barkov's nasty. What about you? Any surprises? Yeah, for for sure the Panthers. You know, I thought we, we'd see this last year from the Panthers. We obviously didn't. Uh, Blackhawks as well. Um, and the only other thing that is, I really thought the Bruins would be taking a step back this year, but they're fucking red hot still. Uh, I did, and I, I just, thought so too. I thought so yeah. too. It, it still might happen too. It still might happen. So. I think uh, they said uh, they wouldn't make the playoffs like an asshole as a biased league fan. So that makes you me know, pretty- You know what I just forgot, Bob? We did not do our duds for our I was about duds. to call you out. I did. Okay, I all right, all right. Hey, listen, listen. At least I press record this time, okay? <laughs> Man, <laughs> okay. no shots. All right, let's, let's fire through this. Um, I'll give you my first dud. Um, that really being the man in the legend, our captain, Mr. John Tavares. Man's been lost this month. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's off the ice, if it's a head game. I don't know what it is, but our man JTO is in the toilet. I really hope it's not one of those the game is slowing down or speeding up too much for him and he's slowing down too much for the game. Like, you know, getting over the hill 30. I mean, the skating wasn't great to begin with. That was a knock even in his drafts here coming out of Oakville because I always followed him. Um, the hands are still there. The IQ is still there. I, you know what? It's one of those things where he, we can't get another Mitch, but he needs a Mitch on his lineup. Like I've heard rumors of us going after like, you know, a Rickard Raquel type guy on air. Right. So I don't know if maybe we need to get him some new line mates, but I mean, it's still John Tavares that much money. I shouldn't be saying that at this yep. point. So he's got to step it up. And for that, I, I do agree with you. Even what I said earlier, he has been a bit of a dud. The, the only thing I want to add to that is even though, uh, things just aren't clicking for him right now or this month, I should say, or whatever it is, the man is still composed. Yeah. He has frustration, but you don't see him doing anything outside the norm. He's trusting the process. And I think that's so key. We all know that he's not, he's not uh, fucking Captain Charisma, 
But you can definitely see he just needs to trust the process. He'll be back where he needs to be, and GTO will will have a strong season by when it's all said and done. I 100% believe that JT is going to be one of like a powerful driving force in the playoffs and towards the end of the season. So that's the faith I have in him. He is going to bounce back. Yeah. Right on. Give me, give me a, a dud for you. Well, my dud uh, can't find him anywhere. Jimmy Vesey. Vesey. Mm, yeah. No Vesey. clue who this guy is. I see his face a few times when he takes a penalty for us, even <laughs> though the refs are absolute shit this year. And I'm not even saying that as a bias Lee fan. If you watch any NHL game, it's garbage. It's absolute garbage refereeing. Nice mobster union. Nobody can say anything without getting fined, dickheads. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Jimmy Fessy, bottom on the standings, like point-wise on the team. This guy's getting second-line playtime. Well, not really anymore, but he was. He was supposed to be a healthy scratch last night, and then all of a sudden he was playing. I had heard he was going to sit for the first time. Um we're not really spending a lot of money on him, so it's not a major dud like John Tavares if he's not going. But right. he's been absolutely quiet. And besides the few penalties, like I said, he he really, in my mind, hasn't contributed anything. I think it's a nice pick. I was really pulling for VC. I was really hoping that he would have this uh, you know coming-of-age moment where he ends up just turning it on and really being the player. I do like his skating. I think he's a really good skater. I do like the fact that he's not he you see him in many different roles, so I think that's okay. Um, but I thought this guy was one of those guys who's gonna net us a couple goals, and he has, but I thought he'd be more of like a 20 goal scorer. I don't think he's gonna hit that mark. And I would be shocked if um Jimmy Vesey, BC finishes the year with the Trauma Police. Yeah, you think they're just gonna trade him? I, I think they're gonna trade him or cut him. I because you know, at the end of the day, it was it was kind of a reclamation project, anyways. Um, but I, there's some little things that he does that I like. I wouldn't put like, he is in, he's approaching Dudville, but he's not there in my books, but he's close. And I know a lot of people outside are calling him for his head or for him to like sit a game and get another body in there. But I don't think, I don't think it's at that point yet. Uh, let me go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say, I'm not calling for his head by any means. Like I still like the guy, but no more second line minutes the way he's playing, like time to tough it out on the fourth line. Yeah, grind out a little bit, get it. I mean, it, it, it can work. You never know. But it's also a guy who's been in the league for about five years now, so it'd be interesting to see uh, how he responds to that. Yep. I'll keep the the ball rolling. Um, even though they love him, even though you love him, I don't love him, and that is the iceberg, a.k.a. Freddie Anderson. I don't know what's going on with my do, but I just he he looks slow to me. He doesn't look great. His positioning has been good. Obviously, his save percentage is, save percentage is pretty decent. Uh, one of the top in the league. But my, my dude is just, I, I feel no power in him. When I watch him play, I am skeptical if he's going to be able to finish the play. I get nervous watching him. I don't think he's been incredible. He has me more recently, prior to him being injured, he has tr- turned into the Freddie Anderson that we know and love. But I just feel like he he's a little bit away. He's a little bit absent. Yeah, we said it on the last pod too. I mean, this many seasons in the NHL, you're that old. And the same start of the season every year. The same middle, the same end. I mean, I'm not going to say I have no confidence in Freddie because he's our starting goaltender and we're first place. So I'll give him that respect. But 
it scares me that I don't really see another option out there that's better than him on the market. I don't want to overpay Freddie and B, we can't. So he needs mm-hmm. to take that into account. And this is the best option for Freddie. I mean, we're the closest to a Stanley Cup team starting that I think he's going to get unless I don't know how he could go anywhere else with the money. Yeah, I don't I don't it, see it's it. It's worrisome. It's worrisome. Like I, Jack Campbell, I love his play. And my buddy was texting me the other night and my buddy has some pretty hot takes. But he was saying, oh, man, Jack, Cam- like Freddie, he's so shit. Jack Campbell should be the starter. No, I do not think that. Jack no. Campbell is not a starter in the NHL. He is a excellent, excellent backup who when Freddie goes down for a couple of games, I have total faith in him. A hundred percent. And the locker room. Left. But Freddie is a dud because he's supposed to be one of the top buds. Always. And I know that sucks for him, but that's the name of the game, being the Toronto Maple Leaf goaltender with possibly the best team we've had in two decades. Like, well, got- Longer than that, but yeah. 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 Okay, g- g- why don't you give me your round two dud? Yeah, so this team's all on fire. So it was uh, a little hard, but this guy with VC for me, it's Barabanov. I mean, we spoke about him before, but he's last on the team in points. Uh, this guy hasn't a contract. Like, he can't go to the Marlies. It's getting to the point now where you're just taking up spots. Like, you know what? Just bring up Patan. Just bring up uh, another young guy to give him a fighting chance because this guy, I don't know how many points he has, maybe one or two. And then he was on the second line last night. Like, I get you're juggling the lines, but no, Barabanov is not working out. And yeah, I just kind of a lost cause like it's you, you know what that's a guy that you i mean vc's dad works for the organization i'm pretty sure so that's a bit trickier if if they are going to go that route but with him just you know what man go back to the k or we'll just trade you somewhere grab a, yeah. a fifth rounder i don't know yeah yeah i i don't think you're wrong i think he's the kind of guy that needs to be playing quite a bit to get going and i don't think he's gonna get that opportunity but i'm, I'm still willing to give him a chance because the team's in first place so that counts for something yeah. um my third dud was going to be Morgan Riley, but I've actually changed my tune on it because I think it was a little bit of a – at the time when I, I first wrote that, I thought for sure because I didn't think he was playing very well, but I feel like he's turned it around. Pierre Engvall is going to get my third dud. Oh, okay. I just don't see what he's doing. I said it earlier. You know, he's doing, a, he's doing some things, but I just don't see enough of what he's doing. I feel like he's, a, he's, I feel like he's buttery soft. This dude, you know, the, the defenseman at the blue line, when he gets to the red line, he's already starting to chip it in because he's too nervous what's going to happen. I just don't see it there. I feel like he's just lacking something. And that pizzazz and speed that we saw last year that kind of won him the spot is nowhere to be found. Baby, if you're six foot eight, fucking open up those legs. Let's fly. Let's go, baby. Come on. Because Pierre Engvall, for me, right now, Dudville, baby. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I'm not going to disagree with that. Like I said, my dad loves that guy. He played great last night. So I'm hoping that this will turn it around if they're, I mean, I hope Austin's not out of the lineup. So for long, and if he's not, then they're not going to keep that line together. So you know what? He's going to have to find another way to pick it up. So yeah, yeah he, he does need to pick it up. Okay. He's got the legs too, man. He, him and Mikheyev, that is smooth sailing through the neutral zone for those two. They should be putting up points or at least playing in the uh, other team's zone constantly. I agree. Um, all right. You got, you got a last dud or you want to share Pierre Engvall with me? Nope. Um, so in a way it's kind of positive because all of my duds for this podcast are kind of lower bottom six, bottom two type guys. Cause this one uh, is Travis Dermott. 
And not that I was necessarily reaching with this pick, but for the compliments I give the other two guys for being invisible, it's kind of a negative right now for Dermot that he's invisible to me. I really don't see anything out of him. I know, you know, that guy is losing his time with the Leafs. And I know kind of he's already written off and he's a bottom two guy. When I thought that guy was for sure going to be a top four. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so Dermot... Oh, man. I totally blew it with buds, by the way. Fuck Dermot. It's over with. Can we go back to being positive? Yeah, of course, buddy. Yeah, we're so dumb. Okay, Justin Bobby. Justin Hall here, okay? Bobby, yeah, yeah. This guy, unreal. I'm just getting fired up. I was just thinking about defensive plays in our head while I'm talking about Dermot, and I was drifting off starting to think about Justin Hall and just how sick that guy is and how he shuts everybody down. So top yeah. butt of the ball, Justin Hall. And, you know, I didn't know this. I fucking thought he was Canadian. He's not. No, 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 American. Yeah. All right, my man. Listen, it is that time. It is slime o'clock. This is a, a brand new thing you read in the title. And, if, dude, if you're listening to this, target on your back. It's time to <laughs> shit on, on public enemy number one, Steve fucking Simmons. This bro – okay, if you guys don't know, if you guys are, are outside, of, outside of Leafland, Steve Simmons is a writer for the Toronto Sun. Um, he's, he's a journalist. He's been – all over the, the sports media map in Toronto and in Calgary. But the dude has fucking a history of beating up on the Leafs. But if you don't mind, because I want to get into the hate speech as quickly as possible, but do you mind if I just go over some of these controversies? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I can't okay, so, so, so first off, Mr. Simmons, he, he would write this column, and he'd always have this like little like weekend column, and it'd be like, hey, whatever happened or whatever became of dot 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 and it was someone in the sports world that you hadn't heard or seen from in a while and in 2014 he wrote a column and posed the question hey what okay, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna pick up this guy's name hey whatever happened whatever became of alexander karpatsev karpatsev and he wrote this in 2014 bro the dude died in 2011 in a horrible plane crash and it's just very tasteless and if you're gonna write that in the column Maybe do a little research so you have something to follow up with. Uh, very tasteless. And I thought that um, a, probably a bad start to his controversy resume. I think it gets, I mean, it doesn't get worse than dealing with death and, and pointing out like uh, someone's death. But as a Leaf fan, it does get a little bit worse. In also in 2014, Simmons made headlines when Jose Batista, the outfielder for the Toronto Blue Jays, responded to criticism Simmons made on Twitter about a uh, uh, dismissive reply. And then Jose went back and said, like, who are you and why are you talking to me? Yep. Simmons responded by claiming that it was a marketing firm that wrote Batista's uh, tweets and not the star athlete himself. Batista directly replied to him uh, via Twitter, confirming that he, in fact, did write his own tweets. Like, is this not a fucking like, shithead move? Like, what? Like, anyways, I, it's just, a, just another tasteless thing for your palate. 2015, here's where Leafland really gets fired up. He writes this article when Phil Kessel gets traded about his love for hot dogs outside of the ACC and going on about how he, the vendor knew him by name and had his order ready to go by the time Phil walked up there. All this bullshit. It turns out the whole thing wasn't true. And Simmons, instead of publicly announcing, hey, I got bad intel, he casually mentions, mentions it in an article, not even apologizing for bad information. Um, just so upsetting. 
the whole thing, th- this is what is even crazier. Like we're in a, a little bit of a, a bubble when it comes to Toronto sports media. Dude from ESPN, Keith Alberman, uh, awarded Steve Simmons the title of the worst person in the world about this shitty article he wrote about, uh, about Phil Kessel. Well-deserved. And Keith, my boy, anything you want to come, out, come on the podcast, talk about it, we're more than welcome to have you. Here we go. Let, let's go a little bit deeper. Oh, also, it's kind of a funny thing. <laughs> um, just to finish with the Phil Kessel controversy, uh, after Kessel and the Pittsburgh Penguins won the Cup in 2016, the, the PS on the letter um, reads, there, uh, Steve Simmons got sent this letter, and people believe it was sent from Phil Kessel. It may or may not have been. But the, the PS on the letter said, how did a country that produced literal giants, literature dry, giants like Margaret Atwood and Alice Monroe, also crap out Steve Simmons? Fucking nailed it. Ba-bang. He's an ass. Um, yeah. Now, the last two controversies, we talked about the Nylander one, but in the offseason, Steve Simmons broke the news about Austin Matthews having COVID. Uh, I'll never forget the way that Matthews called him out, too, which is great. And it, it was summed up by a tweet from James Myrtle saying, Austin Matthews says to Steve Simmons, when he asks him for the, the question, when he asks for a question, he doesn't appreciate the question. He didn't appreciate the question from him and found the article about his positive test unethical. Um, that's coming from... James Myrtle, also a beat writer for the Toronto Maple Leafs, who's calling out Steve Simmons. I love it. I think that's good. Like, even though they're, they're like uh, cohorts, it, I, I'm glad that he's calling out Steve Simmons for his bullshit. Then we get in, we talk about the Willie Nylander thing. And then one thing that really got me is like, there's like, there's a lot of people talking shit about Steve Simmons. Um, like, there, there's a quote from this guy named Jay Fresh from Jay Fresh Hockey says, Steve Simmons is like when you buy furniture from Walmart and you know it's going to suck. But the Walmart is nearby, and it means it's just a shoe rack, and no one really needs a fancy one. But your f- shoes don't fit on it, and it breaks when you try to put it, your boots on it. I thought that was kind of funny. And then, then the one that really got me was one from at Habs Chronicle. Uh, this is a fucking Montreal Canadiens fans fan tweet. It says, "A plainly inaccurate, inaccurate as far as hockey analyst goes," and. And we're a Habs fan, and it's the William Nylander Toronto Sun cover, and it just goes on to say um, how tasteless it is. And if we're Habs fans saying that, that's that's got to be like next level crazy. Um, the, the second, the, the actual best quote that I ever heard researching all this stuff made me laugh from my all time favorite Leafs GMs, Brian Burke, when Steve Simmons asked him when, when okay when Burke was fired. He has his exit presser. He's talking about you know his time with the Leafs and you know asking anyone to hire him, whatever. Steve Simmons asked, uh, "Will he be leading or will he be running the next U.S. hockey team, Olympic team?" Burke responded by saying, "You'll have to ask them." You know what, Steve? You know what the best part of today is is that I will never have to talk to you again. <laughs> yeah, Berkey's called him out multiple times. Such I, I love it. I just want to conclude before I let you get into your rant. Steve Simmons is slime. He looks for small details and creates these huge fake news headline stories from them. He's a Toronto, Toronto fan's number one face for why Toronto media is, is hated and garbage and everyone can't stand it. I have lost all respect for Steve Simmons. I used to enjoy his arguments on TSN The Reporter, but knowing he's laughing in the face of all Leaf fans when he writes his shit stories it just makes me feel such fire 
when he lies about a guy like Phil Kessel, who, fine, we all make jokes at Phil Kessel's expense, but this is this guy's job to research facts and then present them to the public. And he didn't do that. And it makes me feel just dirty dealing with it. Fuck you, Steve Simmons. I can't wait to see the shit you write when the Leafs win the cup. Suck it, buddy. You're a hack. That one's for you. Yeah, he's an absolute hack. The The problem with Steve Simmons, I've hated Steve Simmons for a long time. My family's hated it. Him, Damian uh, Cox, Dave Cox. Festchuk, a bunch of guys who always have written shit about the Leafs in the Toronto market. Like, what are you doing here? The problem with guys like fucking Simmons, first off, He's never played fucking sports, no matter what he says, but he's a main sports guy. But the main problem is the media circle jerk around him that lets him keep his clout and his job. You know that he has sucked off or has blackmail info on higher up somewhere in the media or kisses their ass for 40 years constantly that all the higher ups in the media love this guy. It's the only reason he honestly goes on to the reporters. He gets uh, articles all the time because in this shitty world we live in now, it's all about clickbait. It doesn't matter what the content of the story is as long as you get views. So you just get bottom of the barrel media, which Steve Simmons is. He used to be a hack. He still is. But the problem now is that the world is now increasingly full of hacks and he's moving on up because of it. And it's he's a king shit. hack. He's a king hack. Yeah. Right? He's a king hack. You know, it's I, fucking garbage what he writes and it shouldn't be allowed. And the fact that he keeps getting a job is almost like laughing, throwing it in our face. Like, haha, we know you guys hate it, but guess what? Lee fans, you should hear the other side. Who's asking for it. Nobody wants yeah. this guy's opinion. Go fucking go to Ottawa, go to Montreal, go to go anywhere else where they don't like the Leafs. Don't fucking write that no, shit. He in wouldn't Toronto. have a job. He wouldn't have a job. Brian Burke nailed it on the head. The problem is not the Toronto media because everywhere has media. It's the amount of Toronto media. The reason the Maple Leafs locker room is so massive is because they need room for all the reporters. Where everybody else has like three to 10, the Leafs have 50 to 100. It's a joke. It's oversaturated. And I'm telling you right now, 85% of the media, if anyone's listening, which I doubt it, but 85% of the media, you would not have a job in any small city because you're not good enough. The problem is it's like TMZ in Toronto. Pump out as much content as you can and be the first person to get the shiny clicks. That's all it is. He's a piece of shit. I don't mind if you want to be like, hey, here's the pros and cons of the situation. But if you're just con, 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 and also you're an idiot, if you like this, blood, con, 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 like who, who are you really benefiting there? You're just, you're, you're just fucking getting your ego out there. I, I don't want to spend any more time. Just the idea that I was making my stomach turn and Shame maybe I want to eat. Shame on the sun though. Shame on the, tr- that's your, no that's shit. your head, that's your front page in your yeah. own hometown city. Like that's a joke. You're supposed to, if yeah. you, if it bleeds, it leads. I get it. But like, it's a, we, we all know it's a blue collar, a blue collar newspaper. And you know you're going to get those people buying that newspaper if they see that on the cover to know what's up. I get it. But at the end of the day, fuck you. How about that, Steve Simmons? How yeah. about that? Enjoy that fucking hot dog. Okay. Yeah. Besides guys having just cut out the sunshine girl and putting it in their locker room in factories, you provide nothing. Fuck off. Yeah. And if you want to buy a TV at a decent price, you can find that. Anyways, 
Let's get into it. We got some fan questions. Thank you to everybody who wrote in. Um, here we go. First question. Um, th- th- this comes from the Adventures of Matt. What's at the Adventures of Matt? What's funnier, the Nylander hate or those retro jerseys? Well, hello, Matt, my favorite fan. What's up? <laughs> uh, those retros are terrible. The Willie hates expected. This is Toronto. Somebody's going to get hate. Guess what? Willie's playing well. Just wait for the next guy. Maybe it's JT, Freddie, whoever. Somebody's going to get hated on it. It sucks. It's why players stay away from Toronto. So it is what it is. Those retros, okay. Whoever, I get that COVID, you need to sell jerseys and merch to make a profit. That's cool. We're blue and white. I mean, how fucking hard is that? I know that you just like gave the colors to Tampa and it seems you're like pushing it on them and like, Hey, maybe the Leafs should change it up over a hundred years. No, it's blue and white. It doesn't matter. It's the same colors. If you made it blue and white, if you made that white, uh, alternate we had in the Sundin years, people would buy it. You bought, you make a white Sittler version, blue Sittler. People are going to buy it. I am never going to buy this gray Jersey. I will never. Okay. So the retro Jersey, I, when I first saw it, I was like, ah, that's what they went with. You know, but I, I have to say they've actually grown on me. I don't, I don't, I still don't know oh, if I like the gray. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know if I, I still don't know if I like the gray, but the gray actually turns me off for the same argument you have. It we're blue and white, and don't even get me started on that fucking god awful St. Pat's jersey. I don't give a shit about the St. Uh, Pat's. Uh, uh, that's history. That's I good. get it, I get it, but come on now. Once like, you know what? Once a yeah. year. It's actually going to be twice a year this year, and it's going to be okay. The next but year. It, yeah. you know what, man? If that was our third, yeah, because we're not a green team, right? But for wearing it on St. Pat's and St. Patrick's Day, and maybe one other day, and we actually were that team, I'm okay with it. Yeah, you know, I I really like the baby blues they had in the 70s, 60s, and 70s. That's what I would would have preferred. Like I like I like the deep navy blue too, but I like those lighter blue ones. Anyways, whatever, it doesn't matter. The Toronto point of the matter is, is why aren't you going all the way like Marlboros? Do something. Oh, yeah. gray, gray. I, I don't love it. And you know, we, we got a buddy in our group chat who actually works for Adidas, and he was he was mentioning that this design went back and forth hundreds of times because always on the leaf end they were changing it. So I don't know. I don't know why, but I don't love those jerseys, but they're kind of growing on me. Now, what is funnier, the Nylander hate or those jerseys? 100% is the Nylander hate because he's he's on, when you think about it, he's on a decent contract, even though people don't love it. He's on a fucking decent contract, well, and he's contract. producing. Yeah. yeah, and he's producing. So at the end of the day, is he transgender? Possibly. Who cares? He's providing what we need. Willie okay. is stud. Do You do not... <laughs> Coming from our good friend Aaron, uh, surprises, the good and the bad. Um, I think the, the surprise for me so far is Simmons, Simmons, Simmons just being uh, welcomed onto the team and providing what the team needs. I think that's a big – I thought for sure it would take him a little bit of time to warm up, but the guy made his impact the first game, punching in Shabbat's face, and I'm a fan of that. So that's my big, big surprise, bad goaltending, and then uh, the good, obviously being in first place, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm loving uh, Manny Malhotra and what he's done to the special teams. I know they've been pretty poor the last few games. they got to pick it up. But I loved what they were doing at the start of the season. First place, absolute bonus. And I know the one game we kind of blew, but the big one for me that's a plus is the fact that we're not blowing that many games. We seem to be closing them out. And the bad, uh, I'm going to agree with you right now on goaltending. Freddie has just got to be better. And he's starting to. 
Okay, next one from Aaron was, what are some possible, possible additions for Toronto before the deadline? I don't, I don't know. To be, I mean, the talk of another top six forward, but I, I seem to think the team's pretty solid when it comes to forwards. And if anything, I guess goaltending for me. But again, where and what costs? Yeah, like I said, I've heard uh, Ricard Raquel. I've heard Kyle Palmieri. Uh, I've heard a few guys. Like, I guess, you know what, if we're going to send out – like, like, what are we going to do? We're going to bring in – if we're going to bring in someone sick who's a top six forward, we got to probably get rid of Willie or somebody. Like, what can we actually give up? The salary cap kind of fucks us. So I think you're going to see – a couple of guys like Barabanov or maybe VC move out for a couple of draft picks. Um, but I, I think there might be one package put together for a winger of some sort, some guy who's like a third, second liner. Like I said, a Raquel, a guy who was a 60 pointer and maybe, I don't know, maybe we do a package of like Kerfoot and I don't know, a pick and something, but, but I, I could see that I could see like Anaheim or LA giving somebody up. It's, it's hard to know. You know, Kerfoot is a guy who who was just on borderline for the duds this month. That really turned his game around and maybe yeah, making his trade value better. better. Yeah, yeah I think so that. too. All right, uh, next we go to at Neil C nine. Uh, he says Leafs suck. Well, Neil, I appreciate the input, buddy. Um, groundbreaking stuff. So thanks, yeah. man. Shout out to I Neil. also yeah Neil, and thank you for your comment. I really appreciate yeah. it. Really but hard. when you're uh, when you're senators, who oh, he's a senators fan. Thank Why didn't you, you start with that? I, I wanted to wait. I wanted to keep it a little bit. Yeah, he puts the noodles, uh, he puts the little arm things on when he's taking a bath. That's a sense. <laughs> Next question comes from the Chalupa Cabra 52. Goalie debate in Toronto. I don't know. The, d- the debate is we need a goalie that will stand on his head and not get hurt. Uh, Freddie has been consistent at consistently being the same every year, same start, whatever. So if he's willing to take a bit of a pay cut or not get as much as we think he's going to ask for and steps it up. Otherwise the controversy is who's going to be our goaltender next year. That's the big one. I mean, obviously Campbell should be our starter. He was so sick last night. Next comes from Blackzilla two (laughs) seven. Will, will the Leafs make a deadline deal for another scoring winger we touched on it already uh do do you actually think they're going to pull the trigger is a question i think there is going to be a trade what up blackzilla um like i said i i could see it's just so hard because i just think it's going to be subtracting and adding the same type of player in a way it's hard for me to know who to, so like i yeah maybe raquel palmieri like i said uh, we're not going to really take anybody out of the east that i can think of you i can't see i i, I don't know but fuck it you know what we're getting sagan yeah we're getting sagan i don't care what dallas is doing here's what we're gonna do willie kerfoot and in typical leaf fan fashion what a, a third and a fifth that's probably yeah. for sagan you would think i'm sure everybody and, who's listening and to they this. retain 80 percent of their eight yeah. percent salary yeah i'm sure all the uh, fans who listen would agree to that and think it's sensible back from chalupa cabra 52 Pesky's team for the Leafs this year and teams you would hate to play against games and games you look forward to. So that's a three-parter. Let's start with the Pesky's team. I think we can both agree. Ottawa. Yeah. Like I said, they're going to play 
the best game they can possibly play when they play us. I hate Kachuk's face. I hate their organization, their jerseys. I've been been to their city. It's a beautiful city, but the people suck at driving. Everything's spread out so dumb. Like the arena, ugh. I mean, no wonder. And and I've had actual sense fans come to me and be like, oh, I don't like going to the game when Leafs are in town because they overpower us and they're kind of me. It's like, yeah, I guess. (laughs) You know, oh boy. So, uh, Um, yeah, yeah, send and for all the same reasons you mentioned. They should, Uh, honestly, I think there should be more Canadian teams in the NHL. I truly believe that because it's our game. I think Ottawa should fold and move to Kansas. Wow. Yeah. Not 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 Quebec City. No, no, they should move out of Canada just as a oh. one last slap in the face. As Kansas City sends. I like it. Why Has not? a good ring. Uh, teams you hate to play against. Um, well, Montreal right now, but I yeah. I love it in a way too. Like my uh, my rivalry, my hatred for Montreal has been reignited in the small amount of games. I, I gotta say, I hate playing Edmonton. A, they have the best player in the world. Um, but our player, our best player in the world, hasn't played two games against them, and we've scored four goals each game. <laughs> You're worried about Edmonton? No, Winnipeg. Yeah. Maybe we should be worried about. Yeah, fuck Winnipeg. But the reason I hate Edmonton is because they're also my West team. So yeah, they're you know, everybody's West. Just like Gretzky was everybody's West team. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Games let's, you look forward to. Every- yeah, you know what games I look forward to when we sit everybody and play Edmonton. Easy win, <laughs> easy dumb. I I get up for. I, to be honest, all <laughs> all games this season in the North, yeah, are ones I, I, I get up for. Like I think I, I love playing the Canadian teams. I wish there was fans in the stands, but at the end of the day, I, I think it's it's the most fun. Montreal, obviously, Ottawa, obviously. Honest but, answer for me is Montreal and Calgary right now. Yeah. and I chose Calgary because. Um, my girlfriend has family in Calgary and I've been out there a bunch of times and I love it out there. So they were always my Western team, but Holy shit. Do I hate them? I hate playing them. All right. Last I question. I actually like their style, but I hate them. Last question. And I want to thank, uh, Chalupa, Chalupa 52 for the great question. Chalupa. So the last question goes like this, who are locks and bubble picks for the least players that should represent their country in the Olympics? Oh, so obviously Matthews, obviously Matthews for the U.S. Um, but I could see Justin Hall being a taxi squad kind of guy, too. He's had that good of a season for the U.S. Yeah. Oh, well, we'll do the uh, uh, Freddie for Denmark, all that. No, but partner <laughs> yeah, yeah. for Team Canada. Yeah. Uh, I could see Riley being a like third pairing defenseman on Pos- Team Canada as well. Too, yeah. Uh, uh, I don't seen, those are bubble picks lock for yeah. sure is Matthews I think if he keeps playing the way he is a lock for sure is Marner yeah I think so too I, I think a guy like Pierre Engvall could get could win a spot on the Sweden team somewhere on I mean low depth I think well the I biggest good lock, yeah the biggest lock Spezza I mean that guy's fourth line Canada for sure you know what I don't even think they would say no to that. I think he's playing good enough that, that they'd be on board for that. Chris Kunitz made the team, man. We'll be fine. There, there you go. There you go. Uh, I mean, I, don't, I, I can't see Mikheyev or uh, Bar- Barbanov making it for Russia. Um, and that's kind of like – I think that's like – I think we named all the countries. I mean – Man, good question because I'm, I'm like trying to go through the lineup in my head and trying to remember – Jack Campbell isn't playing for the U.S. No. Um, you know, like – Matthew. Bogosian might be – I don't think Tavares for Canada. No, I don't think so either. Obviously, Willie for Sweden, possibly. 
Yeah, that's, Willie for Sweden. That's I think a good that call. could be a bubble pick depending on his play. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, he, he, he aced it last year in the world. In the world, so yeah, yeah I can't see why they wouldn't have him back. Freddie, Denmark, but otherwise, I mean, the rest of our lineup because of salary cap, you're looking at guys like Kerfoot, Boyd, Brody, guys who wouldn't make teams. So yeah, I, I think I, I, it's nice either way. If we get five guys in the Olympics to represent our team, I think that's a nice nice scope. I mean, Canada's going to win, obviously. So I don't know whether we're going to be. Dude, Matthews is going to be scary. A Team America is going to be scary. Yeah. Like, that's... A We've Jack seen it with Michael, the World Juniors. Patty Kane, yeah. That team is no joke. I'm... Like, Russia, Sweden, whatever. They're always the same. Finland always gives us a hard time. Germany yeah. always gives us a, a hard yeah. time. It's bullshit. But the U.S. Belarus always... Nah, wait. Well, no. Grabo is not on the team anymore. There you go. But, yeah. U.S. is going to be a scary team. Led by Matthews. I mean, that wraps it up for questions. Thank you so much for the questions. Uh, Bob, baby, this has been a fucking heater. I don't think we've taken a breath all all pod. Um, where do you want to go from here, my man? Just just unreal. I just want the Leafs to keep, keep, keep on trucking. That's what I want from the Leafs. I mean, they're on fire. I can't wait for Matthews to be back. I mean, it seems like it's just going to be, I hope, you know, it seems like it's going to be a problem all season, his wrist-hand thing. Right. So it's. I hope he plays through it. We need him for the playoffs. Marner's on fire. It's hard with this salary cap, and it really screws over the Leafs. But everybody's playing for their contract and worth it. I love this team. I can't wait for Simmons to be back. I fucking hate Montreal so much. Josh Anderson. Someone needs to ring that guy's head in, and and that's a guy I cheer for because my brother played minor hockey with him in Burlington. So you know, I, sick player, he, but oh, he frustrates me. I think I think he's starting to, to flame out a little bit. I mean, obviously, no one expected him to keep up the pace, but I think he's starting to flame out like the whole team is. Um, Montreal fans were acting like it was the '70s Canadian team winning Stanley Cups a bunch of the, <laughs> the way they were talking. It was embarrassing. And Vancouver so, fans, get it together! Oh my God, Vancouver! I mean, I I thought for sure they'd finish, they'd be better, but they're just they're no. just a sinking ship. And you know what? Best Travis player Clay- is Quinn Hughes. Come on. Oh, for sure. I mean, leads all defensemen with points. How could you not? Um, with that being said, I just want to say this to everybody listening to this. Thank you for the love and the support. Everyone listening to this because you haters, you haters, you fuel us, baby. You think I was loud this podcast? You think I was hyper this podcast? You think those three shots <laughs> before I started the show was a little absurd? You ain't seen nothing yet, baby. We start heating up oh, through the roof, baby. Through the roof. We're going to do this. Doggy con. Let's go, baby. Ow! <laughs> <laughs> you hate us because you, you hate us because you ain't us peanut butter and jelly you rubbing ky jelly all over yourself <laughs> you gonna hit it or what baby hit your cue <laughs> fuck me right